Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, August 27th, and we come off another Phillies victory. How about it, the Phillies? Winning their third straight game with the win last night in Washington as they've now won the series. How about you against the Washington Nationals? Pretty uh, thrilling stuff there as the Phillies now move to 12-14 and 14 on the season. Knocking the Nationals back to 11-17. and 17. How's the basement feel? Uh Washington, I guess we can't really rip them too much. They did win the World Series last year, but we'll do it anyway. Uh, listen, it was nice to see the Phillies take it last night. We've been talking a little bit about the, the hope for them to get on a roll, and they have been so reluctant to do that um, for the last couple years. Um, but again, uh, a hard-fought win last night in Washington, a game where um, fought back from being down late-ish, and the bullpen held on by the skin of their teeth. I mean, Brandon Workman, geez, that guy likes to make a sweat, uh, but ultimately gets the job done as the Phillies win it 3-4. to four. A fun game to watch as it was a tight, tough game. Aaron Nola, really great, threw a lot of pitches, 113 pitches, battles through seven innings, only allows seven base runners, five hits, Two walks, only allows two earned runs and eight strikeouts. Does end up getting the win as the Phillies are able to score two runs in the bottom of the seventh left. Uh, excuse me, as uh, did uh, in the top of the seventh. Uh, so left with the lead, but uh, the Phillies, he was pitching down 2-1 for a little while there. As the Phillies got out, um, the Phillies did not get out to a lead. Excuse me, down one nothing early on a one Soto opposite field, four hundred and fifteen foot blast. He just muscled that ball out of the park. Very impressive. Juan Soto is uh, hard to believe. He's as good as he is, as young as he is, as big as he is. Just a uh, 
a legitimate freak of nature, Juan Soto, and not someone I'm excited to see in our division for the next decade plus or whatever. But Soto gets him started early in the second inning. Um, it really didn't even seem like that bad a pitch, but just able to muscle it out of uh, out of left field. Reese Hoskins, though, in the third, gets it right back to make it a one-to-one game. Reese Hoskins, a blast to left field, and I, I dare say the most Reese Hoskins home run we've seen in a long time. It felt like a Reese shot. The swing looked right. The ball jumped off the back. Granted, it was a 64-mile-per-hour curveball that he launched, so, you know, that's uh, one of those ones that uh, if you could time it right, you should be able to just smoke. And uh, and Reese did and launched it over the left field fence, uh, left center field fence, a uh, a monster shot. Uh, and it was just uh, awesome to see. Reese is really, really turning things around. And, uh, you know, it was nerve-wracking at the beginning of the season for obvious reasons as we were coming off just the, uh, you know, most disastrous possible second half a player could possibly have. One of the worst players in baseball, certainly the worst Philly over that second half of the season. And started the season, this season off rough, walking a lot, which was really nice to see getting on base. That didn't go away. Um, And didn't last year as much, like in the second half it did, for sure. But still ended the season with a 376 OBP. Um, So that was always something that was least consistent. Um, but he's finally starting to get going, and uh, really over the last few weeks, starting to look like Reese Hoskins again. You know, he has three homers, but they've all come in the last week, you know, so um, it's exciting. Signs of encouragement with Reese Hoskins. Now, he's not back to being Masher Reese, 35 to 40 homer candidate in a normal season, um, but he's a pretty darn good tool hitter right now. <laughs> you know, it's. Uh, He's getting on base a lot. He's scoring runs. He's uh, he's hitting just enough. He's throwing a couple home runs in. Um, I'm excited about where he's headed. Um, it's uh, uh, you know, more bullish than I've been. You know, at 4.23 OBP, the 3.98 slugging is obviously far lower than you want to see, but I mean, that's an 8.21 OPS. I mean, that's that'll play. You know, that's a it's a major league solid major league player you know what i mean so um it's good to see it's really good to see and i hope this continues because it's such an important part of this offense's viability to be not just a good one but a great one you know and i think that very clearly with how this team is put together and you know we're starting to see some certain pitchers start to pitch a little better we'll get to one of them in a couple minutes but um ultimately as we know this team is is truly going to have to slug its way to any sort of glory it's going to achieve this year. And and having Reese Hoskins slugging, as it were, at any level is is major. It's crucially important for this team's chances, and uh, it's really a, a positive. It's a real positive, and uh, I'm hopeful it continues because, um, again, it's something that can really change the dynamic of this team and uh, you know of this lineup. Uh, the Phillies go down in the fourth, uh, unfortunately, give up a run on a Howie Kendrick single, our old friend Howie, to make it 2-1. to one. But the seventh inning, the Phillies come through. Didi Gregorius 
Starts the inning off with a triple shot and uh, able to scamper around a third. And then Alec Baum, an RBI single. Alec Baum is just a a hitter. I mean, even his outs are impressive. He had a one out where he just, it was a to right center field, kind of like his home run that he hit the other night in, in Atlanta. Um, just a little bit more on it would have been gone. It was a massive shot, and they got to it. But Baum, you know, just uh, continues to get hits when it matters. And uh, it's been really, really nice to see. Gets the RBI single there. And then ultimately, later that inning, Roman Quinn comes in uh, running uh, for, um, comes in for Scott Kingery on second base. And uh, Bryce Harper, a soft single to left. And Roman Quinn screams around and scores and the Phillies take a three to two lead. Now don't get me wrong. The Phillies had multiple opportunities in this game to score runs that they weren't able to capitalize on. That's certainly something, you know, you don't want to see a lot of, you don't want to see a continuous continuous thing with or whatever, but ultimately, you know, this was a, a really nice to see them down two one in that spot in the seventh inning fighting Nola, Gutting it out, going to 113, able to pitch one more inning after that. But you know you are going to need runs here. And and really um, timely hitting from Bryce Harper. Uh, D, that triple was monster. Really, the guy who got it going and, and tied the game ultimately is, uh, you know, obviously Boehm singled him in, but a runner on third with no outs is, is uh, something you should convert. But the Phillies did have opportunities, even the first inning, first and second, no out, unable to convert on that. And uh, a couple other spots in the game, unable to convert. But ultimately... Got just enough. And then, after Nola guts it out for seven innings, 113 pitches, I believe I saw on Twitter, it was the fourth most he has ever thrown in a game. Um, so Girardi really letting him go there, which, uh, you know, obviously is uh, certainly a symbol of the bullpen and Girardi's lack of confidence in it. But I also think showing that he's trusting Nola more and that Nola's in a good spot from a health perspective. And, and that I think... Look, this is where we see the benefits from Joe Girardi playing it so cautious to start the season. You know, a lot of people were giving him flack, pulling pitchers too early, going to a bullpen that, you know, is horrible, was certainly horrible at the time. Um, and, you know, he said, look, I'm not going to endanger their arms. This is, uh, you know, for, there's a lot of injuries around baseball. We're not going to mess with that. And he was right. There are tons of injuries around baseball to starting pitchers, important starting pitchers. And the Phillies have kind of come out of it unscathed, you know, from a starting pitching perspective. And I honestly think Joe Girardi deserves a lot of credit for that by not pushing these guys too hard too fast. And it's not something we've talked a lot about with Girardi. It's not something I've heard him get a lot of credit for. But I don't know. I'm giving him credit for it. I, I thought it was smart at the time to play it safe with those guys. And I, I think it's bearing out. You know, I think we're seeing that Girardi was right. He was right to do that, and uh, I'm I'm happy to see it. And letting Nola go 113 last night was, um, you know, showing that that Nola's there and he's ready and he's in full season form, and um, that was awesome. And and they needed it because then who knew that finally Tommy Hunter, unstoppable Tommy Hunter, another strong outing as he's been. White hot. Tommy Hunter's ERA, believe it or not, is down to 397. My man's been pitching well. A clean inning. Um, a strikeout in there. Got Juan Soto to end the inning, which was a, a big spot with a one-run lead there. 
man, Tommy Hunter's been good. Um, last few outings, and and it seems like he is Joe Girardi's eighth inning guy. He's the guy who he trusts to come in and gets outs in that spot. So we hope that. And look, Tommy Hunter is someone who has rounded into form the last few years as well. He's had injuries and stuff, but is a major league pitcher. Uh, you know, he's proven that he can get outs at the major league level, and he's starting to get some. We'll get to Tommy Hunter again later because he had some things to say to fans prior to the game uh, from the night before, um, which I really want to get to. But ultimately, Tommy Hunter's starting to back it up and uh, and has looked good the last few innings. And I'm not saying that I don't feel incredibly nervous when Tommy Hunter comes into a game still. I do, just with most of these guys, all of these guys, every single guy in that bullpen. But Tommy Hunter's starting to at least push the arrow the other way, and it's exciting to see they need guys like that, especially those Alvarez out a month. I mean, anyone you can count on to any varying degree is a massive, massive thing right now for this Phillies team. So Hunter's great in the eighth. Now Brandon Workman comes in for the ninth, and he gets another save. Like, that is uh, his uh, second save as a Philly. But, man, did Brandon Workman scare the hell out of us yet again? Workman uh, get, ends up allowing runners on first and third with one out, uh, is able to get a couple huge strikeouts to get out of the inning, ultimately gets a save, does not give up a run, um, got the job done. And, look, you can see that that hook is nasty. You know, he's got a real out pitch. But, man, he's scary. And we've not seen Brandon Workman be the uh, as advertised uh dominant guy that uh that we were we were uh sold the bill of goods on so far but ultimately got the job done um look we've had a lot of closers here make it scary i mean life on a lidge was a phrase for a reason and ultimately lidge got the job done and that's all that mattered um but um workman so far has been terrifying every time he's come out it is uh it has not been clean it has not been smooth and, uh, look, I, at the same time, I don't know who else Joe Girardi would put in there. I mean, Hector Neris is a, a complete and total disaster at the moment. I don't even think Hector Neris should be pitching, much less in high-leverage situations. I mean, they have no high-leverage guys. I mean, Tommy Hunter, he's not a closer. And then Heath Hembry has been used in, in some spots and was really good in his first outing, was less good in his second outing, but was okay, gave up the home run. Um, they still have guys you can count on, you know, I mean, especially in big spots. So... Um, I don't know. I, I think Workman's got to be the guy. I don't think they I – mean, Workman, that's the, the funny thing about Workman. The Brandon Workman we've seen in Philly, and, and Philly's fans are just saying, you know, this this sucks. Who the hell is this guy? Why do we trade for him? But Brandon Workman the last year plus for Boston has been lights out. I mean, he's been awesome. Legit, like a legit awesome pitcher and closed for them and has experience closing, which is something this bullpen doesn't have. So – I think Brandon Workman's the right call by Jordy. I understand it. It makes sense to me. But at the same time, again, it is also frustrating because, you know, he hasn't been great so far and he's made it scary. But again, to his credit, he did get the outs when he needed it and worked himself out of a jam last night. You know, it was scary there for a moment. It was one of those, here we go again. That's been the uh, the refrain, you know, whenever this bullpen starts to make it seem like it's about to uh, do what it does. Um, and Workman got out of it, so props, you know, he did. And, uh, again, not not the best night for the offense, but they still had 12 hits. They just weren't able to convert. Uh, even though they didn't score a lot of runs, they, they were on the bases. Andrew McCutcheon averages up to 258. How about it? Batting three for five last night. Uh, Kutch has been really good. He's been hitting the ball hard. Uh, even one of his outs last night, he hit the ball pretty hard. He's been, uh, been great. 
been really impressed with, with how Kutch is hitting the ball right now. Goslin in the lineup, a couple hits, because, of course, Didi had a couple hits. Um, again, 12 hits as a team. They just weren't able to convert. But ultimately, I think on the whole, um, an impressive win. You know, I, I, granted, it does appear like the Nationals are just not very good. Um, so, you know, that's that's something to take into account. But, hey, uh, Phillies need to win games, and they're doing it over the last three. And they need to continue. Um, sweep the Nats. Sweep the Nats. Really get that doubleheader taste, uh, the the disaster in Toronto, and then the, the two rough losses in Atlanta out of your mouth. Sweep the Nats. Then you got Atlanta again. You're home. They're coming home for seven. Nats, Nationals, big games. Three against the Braves this weekend, and then the Nats here in Philly. Let's go. It's go time. This Phillies team is, is again, as we've discussed, it's going to be halfway through the season after this weekend. Three more games, or excuse me, four more games tonight and then the weekend, and we're halfway through the season. So let's go. It's go time. All right. Um, before we look ahead to tonight and, uh, and look at the standings quickly, um, I did want to mention Tommy Hunter as uh, he spoke out um, after Tuesday night's win um, over the Nationals and uh, spoke to the fans and um, talking about himself and the bullpen uh jim salisbury had a good article about it on nbc sports philly but um you know he basically said uh talking about him and his uh his bullpen mates and that they hear the talk you know and that they know that they're being ripped and being criticized and blamed for a so start as uh, salisbury puts it and uh here's what hunter had to say he said yeah it pisses you off uh, the, that's, uh, but then, uh, Salisbury says, he says, yeah, it pisses you off about the, uh, criticism Salisbury says, but any self-respecting competitor will tell you criticism can be a great motivator. And it has been for Hunter Hunter quote unquote says, that's the thing, man. I come in every day. Like everyone else, we want to win the baseball game at the end of the day. There are no days that we come in and want to work harder than what we're giving. That's the thing. We're giving everything we have. Sorry it wasn't good enough. But it's not like we're giving more now because we're getting a little bit of heat. We've been the same guys showing up every day with the same mindset and the results are working for us now. You can put as many numbers as you want in there and what it boils down to is who basically wants it more. And there's not a single person on this club that does not want to win a World Series. That's our goal. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to try and do that until somebody tells us we can't. That's it. He finishes up by saying, we want to win, and that's what our fan base needs to know. The team wants to win really bad, and so do I. I have three runner-up rings sitting in a coat closet, and I don't like them. I want to win, and so does everyone else. Um, It's great. I, I really appreciate that from Tommy Hunter. Uh, uh, and look, um, I get that that the bullpen can be frustrated by the, the criticism from the fan base, but at the same time, the criticism is warranted. And I, I appreciate these using it as a motivator rather than as a um, something to hurt over or whatever because it's all warranted and it's all it's all part of the, the gig. This is what we do, you know. You play the game, we talk about the game. It's what we do, and I think it's fair to criticize players when they're struggling. And, and look, no one's making personal comments about them. It's just, you know, you're not doing a good job. And I also appreciate that that they care. You know, what I mean, good. I hope it motivates you. I hope it gets you um, angry. You know, and uh, I hope it 
you know, gets that fire going. That's great. That's awesome because that's what we do here. We're in Philadelphia. If you struggle, we're going to call you out for it if it's deserved, you know, if it's warranted, um, and, and ask you to be better. And, um, look, and I think the message that he's put out there about the, the, how bad they want to win and all that. I, I think that's great. I appreciate it. And look, I'm a big proponent of of remembering that baseball players, athletes, period, are humans and they're not robots put out to um, to do our bidding and and to do great athletic feats for us because we want them to. It's not that's not what it is. They're people and they're subject to the same human emotions and all that that we are. And as a result, I understand why this stuff can be frustrating and upsetting. And, and I believe that they want to win. I believe that they care. And I think the biggest thing I would say to Tommy Hunter in response is, Tommy, it's not you that we're ripping. It's the people who put this bullpen together. You know, it's that this team didn't have enough good pitchers. But I appreciate Tommy Hunter speaking out. I appreciate him sticking up for his teammates. And uh, I, I take what he says to heart. And I do appreciate that they want to win that bad because that's what we want too. You know, that's where it all comes from. All the the criticism, all the whatever, you know, this and that is uh, is all just from a, a place of passion and a place of wanting a title and wanting to win, and that's all that matters to all of us. You know, we're there with you, Tom. Like, we are there with you, brother. And uh, I think that that's something that, that you know, we share. And uh, we root for this team our whole lives. Like, there's nothing we care about more or want more. We love it. So, I, you know, I appreciate hearing it, and I do think it's important to remember that athletes are humans, and I understand why. You know, it could be frustrating, but again, you know, you're historically bad as a bullpen. There's going to be criticism rolled your way, especially in this city. And and again, I think it's warranted, but I do, I do understand where he's coming from. And I, again, I do think that the criticism is not their fault. Like they are doing the best they can. I understand that. Sometimes they're just not good enough. Speaking of which, um, Austin Davis has been traded to the Pirates for a player to be named later. Again, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm very happy with this news. I can't believe anyone took him. I. I Player back has got to be a mascot or something. I'll take it. I don't care. Austin Davis is not a good major league pitcher. That's not me saying Austin Davis is a bad guy or I don't like him or whatever. I just don't need to see him pitch for my team because he's not good. So, you know, there you go, Tom. That's what it is. It's all good. I appreciate that, uh, you know, you guys are a part of my team. And and when you do well, I'm going to cheer my butt off for you. But um, when you're bad, then I'm going to not want you to pitch for my team. (laughs) <laughs> I think it's simple and I think it's fair. I think it's legitimately fair. Um, and again, ultimately, I do think that um, I appreciate what Tommy Hunter had to say on, on a basic level. All right, looking at the standings, uh, how about those Phillies? Now ahead of both the Mets and the Nationals. A game up on the Mets, two up on the Nats. Um, they are right there in the thick of the wild card race, right behind the Giants. A uh, half game uh, back of the Giants, or a game behind the Giants, right there um, for the second wild guard spot. And uh, still behind the Braves and the Marlins who continue to win, but um, not far behind. And uh, the Phillies just need to keep winning baseball games. That's where they're at. You know, just keep winning games. as That is, uh, you know, crucially important. They're very close. A half game back of the Giants. Right there. Uh, only a game back of the Rockies for that other wild card. Neither of those teams is very good from a talent perspective. I'll tell you that. And look, let's be real. The Marlins aren't either. Somehow the Marlins keep winning games. I, I don't know how. It makes 
absolutely no sense to me, but it is what it is. The Marlins keep finding ways to win. They're fourteen eleven. They're three and a half. Uh, they're three and a half games up on the Phillies, but that is a a, a, a very bridgeable gap. Uh, excuse me, two and a half games up on the Phillies. Is that right? Yes, they are. Uh, I'm trying to do math in my head as we uh, we look at the standings here. As again, the Phillies um, are. Uh, at 14-11, the uh, Marlins are – so the Phillies are – excuse me, they are two and a half games back in the Nationals, so I was right. See? I'm a math guy. What can I say? Uh, no, that was bad. I'll own it. Uh, so they're right there. You know, all they got to do is start winning games. That's really what it comes down to. That's super, super important, and I believe they can um, as, uh, you know – I don't think any of the teams are uh, outside the Braves are that impressive so far this season. So um, the Braves are certainly beatable. As the Phillies should have won two or three in Atlanta this weekend. They uh, they just weren't able to get it done. All right, uh, looking ahead to tonight, big one tonight as the Phillies get the ace, two-time Cy Young winner, three-time whatever it is. Max Scherzer, not cool. But, hey, Spencer Howard, a legit major league test for Spencer. Spencer will go up against – the one, the only Max Scherzer tonight against Washington. The last game of this series, a national game on Fox, 637 start for the Philadelphia Phillies against the Nets. That's a big one. And then again this weekend, it's the Braves. The Braves coming to Philadelphia to face the Phils. Is a, that'll be a big one, a 705 on Friday. 115 on Saturday, and then a, a night game again, 7 o'clock. Back-to-back Sunday night games for the Phillies and the Braves, so that'll be fun as well. But it starts tonight. Let's win this series with the Nats and then head on to face Atlanta. Come home as the Phillies, if they can, right now sitting at 9-6 and six against the Annalise this year in, in total. So um, that, that, that'll that play. This is uh, If they can sweep the Nats, they have swept the Mets and the Nats. That's good stuff. So uh, hopefully they can get it done. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. So until then, stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Day right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.